trying to see. <laughs> we'll go ahead and get started. <clears throat> so uh, yesterday um, was my husband's birthday. I like how they, he took that as a way to exit the room. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was uh, such a great time. Uh, as you get older, you know, when you're little, and when I remember when my kids were little, and it's like, okay, what do you want to do for your birthday? And they would have a list, you know, 10 miles long. Well, I'd love to do this, and then I want to go there, and then I want to invite so-and-so, and then could we go to the movie, or we could go skating, or I could do this, and then we could do that. And I would be like, can we narrow that down a little bit? You know what I mean? Um, but it's interesting, as we get older, how we struggle to come up with things that, like, we really want to do that sounds like an amazing way, you know, to celebrate our birthday, to celebrate the day we were born. And this is something the Lord has been talking to me about really for the last few years. Like, Crystal, I want you to learn how to celebrate. And I want you to learn how important celebration is and that it matters to me. And I didn't even realize like how big of a struggle it is for me. Like it's a huge struggle for me to celebrate. And the interesting thing is like, I don't think I'm alone in this. You know, I don't, I don't think I'm alone in the struggle. I mean, how many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, but don't want to make a big deal out of your birthday? Like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, you know what, please, please don't make a big deal out of my birthday, or can we pretend that it's not even my birthday this year? Yeah, that it's just a normal day. I, we hear these things all the time kind of echo around. And let's think about that. This is the day that God gave you life. This is the day God gave you life, and you don't want to celebrate that, let alone your job promotion, your new place, or that you finally passed that class that used to, um, or that you got to see for the first time when you've been getting D's and F's. I mean, if we really thought about it, there are so many reasons to celebrate in this life. So many reasons, but we let these moments go. We brush them off like they aren't important. Or we minimize them. Or we criticize the fact that we would even want to celebrate it. We're like, why am I even thinking that that would be an important thing to celebrate? That's so crazy of me. So we criticize inside of ourselves or we excuse it away from feeling like we don't have enough time, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough energy, to feeling like our celebration just doesn't matter or it won't measure up thanks to Pinterest, right? But here's the thing. In a world that is literally filled with challenges 
hardships, and uncertainties. It is crucial for us believers to understand the significance of celebrating and rejoicing in God's goodness. What God has been showing me and teaching me is that celebration is not some silly, frivolous act, but instead a powerful spiritual discipline that can transform our lives and bring glory to him. We cannot wait to celebrate. We cannot wait to celebrate. We're in the middle of our mixtape series, and this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to take a closer look at why celebration matters and how we can actually cultivate a spirit of celebration, listen to this, not in our yearly lives, but in our daily lives. In our daily lives. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about, what celebrating does is it allows us to recognize and acknowledge God's faithfulness in our lives. I mean, if we could just get down to the tiniest detail, you guys, we are breathing today. We're alive. That in itself is a reason to celebrate. If this was all that it did, it would be worth it, but it does so much more. In the Bible, there are several instances where God encourages, yet even commands, celebration. We can start with the Old Testament in the book of Leviticus that most people just want to skip over. <laughs> but listen to this. In chapter 23, in um, verses 1 through 44, this chapter outlines various festivals and holy days that God commands the Israelites to observe, including the Sabbath, the Passover, the Feast of Weeks, Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. These celebrations were meant to commemorate important events in the history of Israel and to honor God. Our celebrating our birthday, guess what it does? Honors God. It honors God. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, verses 1 through 17, God commands the Israelites to observe the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks again, and the Feast of Tabernacles. God instructs them to rejoice. He tells them, this is what you will do. You will rejoice. You will rejoice during these festivals and bring offerings to him. In the book of Psalm 100, verse 4, this verse encourages believers to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. It's a call to celebrate and worship God with gratitude and joy. 
Do you know what that does to our soul? It lifts it. It lifts it. Can I be honest with you guys? My soul has been crushed all week. Just driving over here today, I was sobbing my head off because I've been under so much spiritual attack. Do you know what it did during worship? It lifted my soul. It lifted my soul. You guys, it does something for us when we celebrate. It changes our outlook. It changes our perspective. It's warfare to celebrate. In Luke 15, 23 through 24, Jesus shares this parable of the prodigal son. Do you know he could have shared this parable a hundred different ways? Probably kind of gotten the same message through, but it was so important to him that the father in this parable commands a celebration when his lost son returns home. A celebration. This story illustrates God's joy and his desire for celebration when a sinner repents and returns to him. God's joy and desire for celebration. In looking back at all of these passages, we can see that celebration wasn't so much of an event, it was a lifestyle. When did we become such downers? Really? When did we become so busy and so distracted? When did we become people that walked in shame over our own birthday? Rather than going, doo-doo-doo, guess what? This is the day I was born. You're worth celebrating. If, the, if somebody's telling you you're not, it's the lie of the enemy. This is part of what the Lord talks about when he says we should be childlike. Because you won't meet a child that's like, I'd rather not talk about my birthday. <laughs> you won't meet one. That's all they want to talk about. When we take the time to reflect on God's goodness, his provision, and the answered prayers that he has brought in our lives, our hearts are filled with gratitude. So what celebration does is it helps us shift our focus from our problems and our challenges to the one who is greater than any problem or challenge or obstacle that we are in the middle of. You guys, have you been around somebody that all they do is grumble and complain about every little thing in their life? That will take you. And I'm not saying we ignore the stuff going on in our lives. I'm not suggesting that. I know we have real stuff going on. I'm just saying that, like, when I change my focus about a problem or a concern to what God's doing in the middle of it, everything has a different lens. And you know what? Then he becomes holy 
and he opens my eyes to his wonder. Versus, sorry, some of them are crazy, hard problems, but some of them are just kind of dumb. But we get caught up tripping on that because we're not focused on the stuff that he is doing and the celebration that's in front of our noses if we wake up to it. It reminds us that God is always with us and that he's working behind the scenes and he is always, always, always deserving of our praise. Always. Even in the middle of the craziness. I posted today on my social media that this month is five years since Megan's brain tumor surgery. She, for those of you that don't know, she had the hugest um, tumor they'd ever seen in someone her age um, that was in her ear and pressing on her brain stem. And um, it, was, it was a crazy uh, time in our life. But what was interesting, and Megan, you can push back on this if you, if you have a different, because sometimes you remember things differently, right? And the more time you get away from something, but we celebrated all the way up to that surgery. And we celebrated in a lot of praise and worship to the Lord because we had confidence he was going to have the victory, whatever that looked like. But one of the coolest things is one of our friends threw Megan a tumor party right before her surgery and invited a bunch of us over. And we had amazing food and um, we had incredible prayer time over Megan, but we had some of the best belly laughs we had ever had because we played a poke the tumor game where we tried to kill the tumor that was like some sort of balloon thing. And um, it turned what could have been like this thing into God's got the victory in this. We don't know what the outcome is. We don't know what recovery is going to look like. We don't know how hard this is going to be. But God's in it with us. And I'll tell you what I needed more than anything during that time was a big old belly laugh, a lot of good food, and some of my friends around me. We celebrated. Don't wait to celebrate. I'm sure glad we didn't wait to have a tumor party after. Because I'll tell you that whole month after, we weren't going to be celebrating. It was rough. We needed it on the front end, not on the back end. Celebration also strengthens our faith. When we celebrate, we declare our trust in God's promises and his ability to fulfill them. It's an act of faith that demonstrates our confidence in his sovereignty and his ability to work all things together for our good, as he promises. As we celebrate, our faith is strengthened and we are encouraged to continue walking in obedience and trust, even in the midst of our trial. Here's something that we don't tend to think about, but celebrating is not limited to times of success and happiness. 
It is equally important to celebrate during times of struggles and grief, like I just talked about, but also like that's why it's called a celebration of life when we lose someone we love. When we lost my dad, once again, that celebration of life, oh my gosh, it filled our whole family soul. Everybody came around. What, you, what we wanted to hear were all the stories about my dad, how loved he was, how amazing he was. It filled our cup to overflowing. Those types of things lift our soul, and they help us do what? Bring glory to God and honor him in that time. When we face life's challenges, celebrating becomes an act of resilience. It's a declaration that we will not be defeated by our circumstances. We won't. Celebrating in the midst of suffering and trials reminds us that God is with us and that he will see us through. It gives us strength to persevere. And it brings hope. In Romans 12, 15, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. In Proverbs 17, 22, it says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Don't we know it? We know it. This is one of my favorite, favorite verses. Isaiah 61, 3. To grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. As followers of Jesus, celebrating gives us an opportunity to reflect God's love to the world. It brings people together. I don't care if it's a neighborhood block party, a potluck, a birthday, a wedding, or a holiday. These occasions give us the perfect opportunity to connect with other people. Sharing in the joy of a celebration strengthens our relationships and it fosters a sense of community like nothing else can. It reminds us that we're not alone in our journey and that we have a support system to lean on. Celebrating together creates lasting memories and deepens our bonds with one another. Last night we went out to dinner for Dave's birthday and we took our kids because they're some of our favorite people. And then they brought a couple friends and we were driving away and Dave was like, that was so fun. That was so fun. And I'm like, we don't, we're older. We don't need anything. We want to make a memory. Want to make a memory. Now we've got that. We've got that memory from last night stored away inside of us. When we celebrate, we radiate joy and kindness and compassion. Our celebration should be marked by inclusivity, where every person feels welcomed, seen, and important. 
by inviting others into our celebrations, people that we don't normally have around us, we demonstrate the love of Jesus, and it helps create an atmosphere of unity. Our celebration should be a testimony of God's goodness and a source of true hope to those who might be struggling. In a world that often focuses on negativity and despair, our celebrations should stick out like a sore thumb. They should. But circling back around, what I want us to realize is that celebration is not just reserved for special occasions or significant moments or milestones. This can become a daily practice. A daily practice that could actually begin to permeate every aspect of our lives. It is possible for us to cultivate a spirit of celebration by intentionally seeking out reasons to rejoice, whether big or small. What if? What if we celebrated God's faithfulness, his provision, his love, and his grace daily? What could that look like? Many of you know I used to sell Pampered Chef. That was my life for 21 years. And when I first started, we had this product. And it was called the Celebrate Plate. I'm sure some of you have seen it before. So it was this plate, it was just a dinner plate, and it was painted blue, and on it said, celebrate. And then some people had a white one, and it was in rainbow letters, and it said, celebrate. And then some people I know had kids that were like, hey, I'd like to make my own celebrate plate. So Dave and I, we were married, um, we blended the family. We had our four kids. So I'm like, hey, this is the celebrate plate. So when you have something to celebrate, we'll pull this out, and you get to eat your dinner off of it. You guys, we had four kids. There was a war over the plate every night till I had to put the plate away. The plate was not happening. But here's what I want everybody to understand is those four kids had a reason to celebrate every single day because there was a motivation to eat off the celebrate plate. There was some good thing that had happened in their life every day so they could eat off the celebrate plate. Gosh, that sounds so much better than this stupid thing happened to, you know, what if we actually looked for God's goodness in our life every day? What if we actually looked for where he took care of us every day? What if we actually looked? I talked about this before from VBS. We saw the, the God, what were they called, Brenda? God sightings every single day in our life. How much would it change our attitude 
let alone our home's attitude, let alone our street's attitude, our school's attitude, our work's attitude. What if you came into work every day with an attitude of, guess what God did in my house last night? You can't believe the good stuff happening in my home. I can't imagine how things could change, you guys. Our perspective would literally shift. We know the world is dark and scary and hard. But we also know who has the victory. And I think he wants us to start living like it. At least that's what he's been talking to me about. I feel much better when I'm laughing. It is good medicine. It's in the Bible. If we could have eyes to see it, if we could recognize it, then we could celebrate it. Because even today is a day worth rejoicing and celebrating. And this is coming from the lady that cried all the way over here. There's so much goodness to celebrate. I mean, these guys, I think, had it right. The amazing prophets, cool in the gang. <laughs> when they said, celebrate good times, come on. Celebrate good times, come on. I mean, Clay, this is when you really wish you had a pastor that could pick up a guitar and sing. <laughs> he and I have talked about how cool those pastors are. I'm like, that's never going to be this girl. But they said, they said this, and we don't even know where they were, but they were like, there's a party going on right here. A celebration to last throughout the years. So bring your good times and your what? Laughter too because we're going to celebrate your party with you. Come on. It's time to come together. It's up to you. What's your pleasure? Everyone around the world, come on. I think they had it right. There's a reason why that song's so popular at every celebration. This week, I want to challenge us to what? Good guess, Marn. Yeah, to celebrate. And I don't, I don't want us to celebrate once this week. I want you to find a reason to celebrate every day this week. You don't have to have a celebrate plate. You don't have to have a birthday, though it might be your birthday this week. I don't know. But I know, I know Jubilee's got a reason to celebrate tomorrow. What is it? Yeah, first day of school. That girl's celebrating tomorrow. Who else has a reason to celebrate this week? Shout it out. Tell me. Yeah, Casey. It's your birthday tomorrow. 
It's the day Casey was born. Woo! We celebrate you. Who else has a reason to celebrate this week? Meg. The after school program starts on Tuesday. Woo, Sam. Christmas. Okay, Christmas in Christmas in August. I love it. I love it. No one gets to tell them different. Who else? Who else has a reason to celebrate? Yeah, Carly. Work starts this week for Carly. Woo! Okay, I love it. We can do this, you guys. What starts tomorrow? Bible study starts tomorrow. I love it. Incredible. Yes, Bronda. Ten more days of crutches. Bronda, you can celebrate that every day this week. And it will just get smaller. I love it. I love it. Every day this week. Will you pray with me? And I'm going to invite the worship team back up. Father God, we thank you for the gift that is celebration. We ask that you would help us cultivate a spirit of joy and gratitude in our lives. Because that's really what it is, Lord. May our celebrations be a reflection of your goodness and your faithfulness and your love. And Lord, I know I've struggled with this because you've been talking to me about it for several years. So I'm guessing I'm not alone. So will you teach us to rejoice in all circumstances and be a witness to the world of your transforming power inside of us? God, there's so much to celebrate. Even as I'm praying, Lord, I feel... (laughs) I feel the truth of the fact that we are a beacon of light in a dark world when we celebrate. We are a light in the darkness. So God, even as we're praying, I pray that, I pray for Casey, that he shouts it from the rooftops that it's his birthday, Lord, and that 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 catches fire and people are like, what is that and that guy, he's so crazy. I pray that Carly brings excitement into work, Lord, that she's like, oh my gosh, we're back to work. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. We're back to work. Lord, I I just, I pray that we understand that our words and our actions, they matter. They matter either way. So we have a choice. We can celebrate or we can grumble. And, and I pray we celebrate good times. Come on. <laughs> In Jesus' name, amen.